Welcome to Extra Points with your host, Cousin Sal, and his pals, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. All right, welcome to Extra Points, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you with his dear, dear friends, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. It is Friday. We are looking ahead to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. We're just talking about it. Sad. Down to eight teams, down to four teams after this weekend. And then what? I understand it just gets lower and lower and lower until there's it just fractions, right? It's one team, then a half then a quarter of a team, then an eighth. I don't know. I'm not a carpenter. Yeah, but no. At a certain it, point, they just they put five guys out there for oh one God. team. It's crazy. This is sad. This is sad. It does, in a way, it seems like a long season, and yet, uh, how can it end? It's so joyous. <laughs> Keep it going, right, Dave? I, I can't believe it's all over, and I'm worried, too. I've already, first of all, yes, be fully in the moment, as they say, don't be, get, don't get caught looking ahead or anything else. Because if you look ahead, you're going to realize that uh, football is all behind you in the rearview mirror. We have just four games left. This is the only weekend that feels semi-normal. And then after this, you have three total football games remaining. It's heartbreaking stuff. Let's not, let's not get caught looking under the horizon. Let's. Focus I was saying, on the I, here get, and I get depressed uh, in different stages with the football season. Uh, I think like four <laughs> different stages. Number one, when my team is eliminated, the Dallas Cowboys, which usually comes around um, Thanksgiving or before. Um, second, which is about the same time as when my fantasy team is eliminated. That's sad too. Um, third is the the conference finals because you can't make a three team teaser. You can if you use the over-under, but there's only um, two teams unless you go the same side in each uh, two sides in the same game. Uh, that's third. And then fourth after the Super Bowl. Very sad. I'm almost always um, upset with the result, no matter if I, even if I had money on it, because it means the end. I know I'm, I'm, a, I'm a crazy I, person. The first weekend without football is like this weird void where you can't remember what you ever did before football. And then right. you're like, well, and then you kind of figure it out, but you never really figure it out. And so it's a huge relief when football comes back. Yeah, I, I no jive. I mean, I, I like hockey. I like basketball, both collegiate and professional. But that adjustment, I'm, I'm in the midst of it even now. And it feels like, I, you know, you feel that, weird pain in your belly of like mm. i don't know i don't know if i if i'm ready to go all in <laughs> on the foot football's better but i'll make the switch i'll get there within a fortnight you know there fully you on board with the puck and the and the round ball but for now i'm kind of like do i really have time to devote emotionally and otherwise to to the pittsburgh penguins and my team right now i don't know about that is that i think for me football is so great because not only because the sport is so fun, but because it is on, it is on, there is given nights that I know there will be football and I know what the program is. And then Sunday is dedicated to it. I think every sport should have that. I think every, every sport should have like basketball mm. only plays on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then Saturday is full of games. Interesting. I wonder Ooh, if Kyrie me. would be more interested uh, in, in playing if he knew it was only twice a week or something hear, like that. Something. Hear me now. Believe me later. In fact, Charlotte, it's about mm -hmm. to go the other way. As soon as oh, yeah. pro football season 2021, there will be Tuesday night games. 
Yeah, well, they they've floated it, and it works. They they. But there's I, I don't, so much. But there's so much football. <clears throat> I don't know that they can do that the same year. They force a 17th game into the schedule and say, "Oh yeah, you know what? You're going to Tuesday to Sunday too. You're gonna get get something with the uh, four days rest." But yeah, it's I can coming see it. though. It's coming soon. It. Yeah. You mentioned <clears throat> hey. teasers, Sal. There's some good teasers out there on these four divisional round games. At least three games I've circled. Self-contained within each game, there are three yeah. really good teasers out there. We're gonna get to all of them because there's only four. So why not hit all of them? But sure. first, I need to plug my book. You know my. My uh, publisher, Sean, is saying, uh, hey, you don't mention your damn book that's coming out in 10 days. I was like, well, this is my th- this is my uh, method. OK, a lot of people, it's all over the top promotion. I don't want to say anything. It keeps you thinking like, oh, what's this guy hiding? I'm going to order four or five books from this book that he never <laughs> mentions. But so- anyway, <laughs> what I, I'm doing, I'm going about it the wrong way, Charlotte. I don't know. No, I you've you're uh, you're galaxy braining yourself. <laughs> I guess so. Like you you you've gone full. You've you've been online way too much to the point where you're you're starting to believe maybe there's a chance if you say nothing, the book will do better. That might be it. It's also the thing where well, listen, wait till football's over. We have too much to discuss this dumb book, and they're like, no, it's coming out the week before the Super I Bowl. I can't you wait. Can't I do pre-ordered it. it, so it better be showing up. Soon. I really appreciate that. It does come out January twenty sixth. But it is available, as Charlotte said, for pre-order. What the hell's the name of it? You can't lose them all. Uh, available on Amazon and uh, what's the other one? Barnes and Noble. Go look it up. It's about my gambling history. And not Dave. It's not like a you know. I think Matthew Berry puts out a fantasy football guide, and uh, this is what you do. This is this is basically hey, stay away from this, this, and this. And these forty stories of devastation will show you that um, not that gambling doesn't pay, but just to go about it a different way. So. Yeah, and also, yeah, it's, uh, unfortunately, Sal's led a uh, a bland life filled with uh, <laughs> with vanilla characters throughout. Yes, that's right. Speaking of that, what you should do is, um, speaking of uh, vanilla characters, mm. a vanilla ice cream character, maybe you should do a uh, a gorilla campaign with a literal gorilla and have Harry go out in a sign and stand Ooh. on the street corner to promote your book. Oh, I like it. that. Consider I like it that. gorilla Again. marketing. Again, you could also might, might not work, but yeah, all right. Yeah, sure. You could get one of those tube men that they put out uh, in front of car dealerships with your book title on it so that people have to wait for a while until it stands up straight enough by chance to read what the title is and they'll never forget it. Yes, I like that. That's good too. Or maybe I just get like I I pay like a homeless person to um, dress as a Statue of Liberty in front of some tax store and just holding my book up. I don't know. See, I'm not good. I, I, I have no idea. I don't know what I'm doing here. But. We do know what we're doing. Oh, I thought we did with our extra points for extra pay parlay. Now, we had a winner two weeks ago, and it was so easy, right? It was the college football semifinals, and we had an over-under in there. Boom, boom, boom. Not even close. You probably had to watch 20 minutes of any of those games. We won. The week before, we got screwed over in that Raiders-Dolphins game. Big time. Big time, big time. We had the under. They had Dave. They had no business scoring like 24 points in the last three and a half minutes. We got screwed. Last week, I feel like we got screwed. We went two out of three also. With the Bears, many, many chances to cover. Um, Also, you know, not the least of which was the two-point conversion that was not attempted at the end. Anyway, I'll take the blame for that. Two out of three. But let's best let's bounce back here. Our extra points for extra pay parlay. We're going three. I mean, who for is three. by the way, I, I agree we should go three for three here, but boy, you really blew past that uh that Bears one. As though it was just like it was a trio well, of like brains we, we on it, it and like I know. I know. I know, like it was yeah, I mean, like, yeah, Charlotte, Dave, and Sal, like who could have seen that Bears one coming? 
What do you mean? What are you talking about? You blew it! You blew it! Freaking Wims or whatever his name is. Dropped the easiest touchdown in the history of football. And uh, he's the one who blew it. We only needed another I know. I'm just mad because you talked me into the Bears. Because I was like, what are you talking about? And then... And then I was like, you know what? He's right. They are the Bears are going to be able. To, that that's too big a number. Stupid. And so team. then I went with you, and now I feel you galaxy brained us on that one because I was like, this feels like a bad choice. And then uh, and then I was like, but if Sal's picking it, no. maybe it's a good choice. You know what? I've had good luck with underdogs, and I'm going to bounce back with another one. And it might be a spite pick because I'm going against the Saints again. But um, yeah, I green slimed all of us in that Bears Saints game. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. I should get the uh, lion's share of the slime. But here it is. Our extra points for extra pay parlay. I am going with the Bucks. FanDuel boost the number to four and a half. They boost the odds as well. I will get to that in a second. Bucks plus four and a half. Now listen to me. If Tom Brady loses this game by more than a touchdown, this is going to go down as one of the biggest embarrassments of his career. Already blown out twice by the Saints. Most memorably, that Sunday night game, they were never in it. Would they have a field goal? But since losing that week nine game, 35 points per game, second in the league, 430 yards per game, first in the league, number one rushing yards allowed. Sorry, Alvin Kamara. I know you'll catch that outlet pass and do some damage there. You're not going to have a big game on the ground. The Saints are three and eight against the spread as a favorite. We know they got their cover last week. It ain't happening again. I am going with Tampa plus four and a half. Let them lose by a field goal, Charlotte. Everyone's happy. Tampa's eliminated from the playoffs. You could rejoice, but we will get our plus four and a half. We'll get our win. Charlotte, what is your pick? Sal, I like that pick. I think that's the that's as close to a lock as we're going to get. I'm Dave thinks this is a bit of a risk, but I am taking the Browns at plus 11 and a half because I think they can keep it that close with the Chiefs. The Browns have an explosive offense. Um, the Honey Badger said it's like a double-headed monster of mm. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Um, I think that if the Chiefs are going to win by more than 11 and a half, they're going to have to score like 50 points. And I don't I don't see it going that way. So even if the Browns lose, um, we're still going to be OK here is, is what I'm banking on. All right, Dave, come on. Three for three. Let's do it. I'm not, I'm not wearing it. I'm saying Jeff Schwartz, whose younger brother is on the Chiefs, thinks the Chiefs are going to whip up on the Browns. My opinion is uh, isn't important here. Now, my opinion on another game is semi-relevant here. I'd love to see the Buffalo Bills, a.k.a. America's Team 2020, win the Super Bowl. What my brain tells me, though, is that the Ravens are going to take care of business. We had on minus three Eric Wood, late of the Buffalo Bills. Come on, pick the Bills, but also go on and on about the greatness of the Ravens' defense. I've been talking about it now for the better part of two months. It's gotten right at just the right time. And Lamar Jackson and company, they found their soul last week, down 10 points. They tried to throw the deep ball to shoot their way back into things through the air. That's not the way they do it. They do it via the ground. I think that against that Bills defense, which can be had on the ground a little bit, one, and two, like I say, the best defense left in these playoffs, the Ravens defense, takes care of business. I'm sorry, Western New York, the Ravens advance. I like them to win straight up. So there you go. Our extra points for extra pay parlay. Bucks plus four and a half. Browns plus 11 and a half. Ravens plus three and a half. Good luck, Charlotte. FanDuel boosts the points. They boost the odds. This was originally worth 
plus 400, now up to plus 470. Go get it, fanduel.com slash extra points. All right, I'm excited. I'm excited Thanks, to talk Dave. about these games now. It starts, uh, it kicks off Saturday. What is that? Like 4.35 Eastern time? Rams 4.35 Eastern. All right, so we can go to the park with the kids. I don't know what the, what the hell we're even allowed to do anymore outside. It's so. 88 yes. degrees out here today, Sal. Out here? Oh, in L.A. Yeah, I know. There's a lot. 88 degrees. Now, what is it? It is in, not that warm here. In Green Bay at, at uh, in Lambeau, they say it's going to be about 35 degrees, and they really want to shove that stat what – Jared Goff is like one in four and sub-freezing temperatures, but they're not actually getting to the freezing mark. So they really, you're not, you can play with that stat all you want. So anyway, Fandle has the Packers favored by six and a half. They have the over-under at 45 and a half. None of us use this for our extra points for extra pay parlay. McVay is committing to Goff. Um, I have a problem this late in the playoffs picking an inferior quarterback uh, when the line is less than seven. And especially when the superior quarterback is expected to win the MVP award and he's spotting the inferior quarterback uh, a thumb. So I get it. Uh, we could buy into Jalen Ramsey is going to lock down um, Devontae Adams. We can buy into Aaron Donald is going to uh, cause a fit for um, Aaron Rodgers. But I like the Packers here. I think uh, I think it's you, you still have to score points if you're the Rams. I don't agree that Cam Akers is going to go nuts against this run defense of the Packers. Uh, I'm taking Green Bay. Dave, where are you going? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned uh, good teasers. I did, too. I mean, I love the Packers. If you if you tease the Packers down to half a point and go with the under at 51 and a half, that feels awfully good to me. Um, the pa Yeah, I mean, I know people keep leaning on that, but it does matter that Jared Goff has not shown up in chilly weather. And, you know, it's not a small matter, too, that it's kind of clear that his head coach, the guy who's been in his ear for the last several years, wanted to go with John Wolford. I mean, that's I, I think that's a pretty right. clear. I, I don't think we're speculating or conspiracy theorists to say that there's a rift there between what McVeigh thinks Goff is capable of doing, and that can't really imbue the kid with uh, much confidence as he rolls into Lambo. Yeah, give me the Packers. Um, and I, I do think, though, like we keep talking about, that Rams defense is this season's potential knuckleball that the defense like the 2017 Jags and the 2000 Ravens and otherwise is almost good enough to maybe steal their way to a title game or maybe even a Super Bowl, but they can't win the whole thing, but they could ruin mm. a glorious season for the, well, Packers. they're going to ruin your teaser. You just boasted about it. I know I'm taking the, I'm taking the Packers minus six and a half, but that defense does legitimately scare me. Let me just, uh, Talk about the Packers defense. You want to compare both defenses since week 12. Rams, 17.7 points per game allowed. Packers, 18.5. Packers, six interceptions. Rams, five. Passer rating allowed. Packers, 75.3. Rams, 82.5. So that might be what we're overlooking here. The Packers defense. And do the Rams get to 17, 20 points, which I think is a must, Charlotte, for them to be mm -hmm. in this game. Yeah, this seems like it could be a trap game. To me, honestly, mm. I'm nervous about this. I think you're right in terms of everything we're saying. I think that if Rodgers loses this to Goff without one of his thumbs, that would be a little insane. I don't think Goff looked good last week. He probably shouldn't even be playing. Are they going to activate Bortles? Um, probably not. Is Wolford better? Is he like? Is he even available as a backup right now? No. I mean, I've, 
No, he's not. He's inactive. So right? is Bortles. Bortles, Bortles is, has to be. Yeah, they have so, to. They, there should be four quarterbacks activated here. Yeah, I just I feel like on paper it it seems it seems ridiculous, but then I think about the come apart that Rodgers had against the Bucks, and it makes me a little nervous. That I mean, maybe I'm just paranoid. Um, so yeah, I think that the Packers are def are not definitely going to do it, but that that's what makes sense. But I can't help but be a little worried because I think McVay is a good enough coach that against those Seahawks, they, you know, with half a quarterback, they still managed to do it. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. Here's something for the Rams, Charlotte. Underdogs of five to seven points in divisional round. Last mm -hmm. nine instances, seven and two against the spread. Against the spread, Oof. at least, which indicates the Rams could keep this close. But yeah. Rodgers, I don't know. You're going, what are you doing? I you're want Rodgers to do it. You're going against the MVP. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I would be super bummed if he didn't, but I... I I won't I wouldn't be shocked if that were the upset. Yeah, right. please go away. That's it. I'm sorry, Rams. Go away. Right. We can't have you. We only have so many games left. We are that we we can't waste them on you. We right. need a Lambo NFC title game, and we need it to be one of the olds coming in there to play Aaron Rodgers. It's too juicy. No one wants to talk about another one of these knuckleball defenses stealing games like that. It's not fun. But to Charlotte's point, and Sal, you like you say, got to get 17 to 20 points. That, mm -hmm. I mean, like, that sounds like, well, that's not enough. All of a sudden, you get a defensive touchdown if you're the Rams, and then Jared Goff, you know, somehow mm -hmm. gets one more score across the goal line. One more. All of a sudden, the neck starts getting tight. The clock doesn't have enough seconds left on it. The whole season feels like it's burning away. Teams start getting desperate. This is the whole effect of the playoffs of that 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 uh, that these teams do of of the pressure that goes on the favorite. I I I'm very well, worried it. about and this. So Don't the Packers ruin this, have Packers. to avoid the pick six from uh, that that uh, Russell Wilson right. threw last week. The first of the kind of its kind this year, where the D back splits Williams split the defenders <clears throat> and just took it and ran on a on a screen pass. Um, so that's it. Right. Get out, get off early and uh, they'll be in decent shape. The Packers and you're right that that's Charlotte. I, I love your 55 to one odds bet on the Browns defeating the Packers in the Super Bowl. But the Browns <laughs> and the Rams are the two teams that could screw this up. We get any matchup we want next week as long as those two teams are gone. And in the Super Bowl, we're fine. Right. So just be gone this week now. Really? Really? You don't. Yeah. You, so you don't want the Browns that badly. I don't know. I, I just uh, I, I've seen enough. It's a, a good enough story. We're we're in gravy time right now with the Browns. Dave wants to okay. see them keep winning. Here are the I, things. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because <laughs> hey, go AFC North. I love seeing uh, it. it Got to do it. Weirdos who think that way. Um, <laughs> I will. I was just on Chris Long's uh, show to to plug that, and and he had me on to talk about those kind of like what would be the most satisfying, whose fan base benefits the most if they were to run the table and all that. Um, and I, I do like to think about those Monday narratives um, coming out of this thing. And if it were Browns at Bills, these two long-suffering fan bases, that's fantastic. If it's, imagine this, and it's not completely implausible. You could have Browns at Ravens. And after right. the dandy game that we had, whatever it was, about a month ago between the Browns and Ravens, that wouldn't be bad with a trip to the Super Bowl. The whole, I mean... The former Browns are playing in Baltimore right now. And so that narrative would be awfully fun 
from I don't know, you know why you're talking about this is awfully fun. This is your nightmare. And I was just yeah, before you what? brought this up, I was just going to recommend that you go to FanDuel right now and bet a two team money line parlay with the Ravens and Browns. Because you could you imagine the once 11 and 0 Steelers and their fans staring at the Ravens Browns as the AFC championship game? You'll lose your mind. It's I love the ten- AFC North. It makes us look good. I, I, no, no it but does, yeah. you don't think Pittsburgh that's- would implode. The rivers would run red. Uh, what would happen to the permanti sandwiches? The, the French fries would be separated from the bread. It would be, oh uh, my what would God. we do? 10 to 1 odds, Dave, on that parlay. That's what they call a happiness hedge right there. 10 to 1 but, for uh, the game but for that real, you don't I, see. I do love these kind of, uh, like, think about what we could be talking about in a couple of days. If, yeah. if it's Mahomes hosting Josh Allen, shootout, two young gunslingers for, for all the marbles. That's great. If it's Ravens, at, at uh, Chiefs, I think that's the the scariest game. I do not think that the Chiefs want to see the Ravens no, come sure. into town. The worst one on the other side is having to indulge like, hey, Rams and Saints. Hey, time for revenge for Drew Brees after what happened two years ago. Right. That's the least compelling one to me out there. That's That would be a nightmare. If we get the Rams out of the way, like I keep saying, if we get Rodgers against one of those old, give us that football gods. Come on. We Rogers Brady ourselves. is what everybody wants. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Ravens, Bills. Uh, Dave, you took this in your extra points for extra pay parlay. Two and a half is the line. 49 is the over under. Ah, I was hoping FanDuel would give us three and a half on the parlay. You know, they can only be so generous. They're giving out 25 to one odds on a, on a pick them game, but they can't give us the extra half point. So be it, Dave. You like the Ravens straight up. You don't need the points. Um, well, like I say, Eric Wood was uh, was on yeah. and, you know, in, in the midst of talking about the magical season, rightly so, up there in Buffalo. The, the, the fact is that the difference is, even though the Ravens last seen were taking away Derrick Henry, um, much like the Bills took away, I mean, the Titans took away Lamar Jackson and company a year ago, flipped that. Now it's the secondary that uh, is prominent in this one. And I think they're going to be able to large, not silent, uh, silence Josh Allen, but they have no ground game in, in Buffalo. I'm not exactly sure how they get off and keep up with Lamar Jackson and that offense. Um, give me the bills. And that's a great teaser to uh, Ravens plus eight and a half and over 44 and a half. That seems like a mm. gimme in my book. Pretty good. I do worry about points. I guess it's not going to snow. Everything uh, Lamar worried about with the snow. How dare I mean, 27, 20, 27, 20 is going to happen though. Right. I mean, that's, that, that's a reasonable score that yeah, this game's sure. going over 44 and a half. I, this you, is my favorite. If you game. tease I, it down. Buck saints is a uh, second, but Charlotte Ravens bills is first. I, I feel like the bills got a bad draw as good as they were. They had to beat the Colts, a feisty team, right? Tough win. And now instead of, well, sorry, playing the Steelers would have been easier. I think now they have the Ravens, the hot team coming to town. Uh, well, I mean, what's the point of having a mafia if you can't rig these things, right? Listen, you'd think, right? I still think the Bills can do it. I'm still, I'm still, I still think they're going to win. Um, mm. maybe I can't decide what's a better story though, because I love Lamar Jackson and, and I think that everyone, it would be so great to shut people up about his, you know, by the way people talk about it, you'd think Lamar had never won, you know, had been in the league for, for 15 years and never won a playoff game. It's like. This right. is what his third season, second season. It's third. I can't do no, math. What? Lamar Lamar's been in third uh, season. This is third, third yeah. season. Okay, so it's like okay. Well, he did win a playoff game, and I would like that narrative to keep going. But 
this Bills team is so fun. And, you know, the Josh Allen to Stephon Diggs all year has been it, it would be so exciting to see the Bills finally do it. Um, but this is one of those matchups where the the storyline to me is whatever happens, I think it'll be fun and exciting. Um, Buck Saints to me is is that's that, your I, favorite? that game is going to be awful. I think that is going to oh. be a terrible either either Tom Brady and the Bucks are going to absolutely just destroy the Saints or it's going to be, you know, like seven to seven at the, by the wow. start of the second half. And I'm going to hate it no matter what. And Tom Brady's <laughs> going to win. It's a tough and watch for uh, Pats fans. Yeah. Well, that's fine as long as Aaron Rodgers destroys them. Right. And a lot of Pats fans are, again, being the bigger person, but I don't I don't want nah. the Bucks to win. I'm sorry. That's no fun. Uh, real quick, we'll finish up with the the Ravens um, bills here. I get what you're saying about the nicer story, the Bills fans, Bills Mafia, but with no fans or few fans, this is a team that's probably going to win the division six out of the next eight years, right? Um, so they're not okay. done. They're not done. I'm not saying the Ravens yeah. are done either if they lose this year, but uh, I think you got. I, I think they have some uh, good times to look forward to. Buffalo fans. That's a good way to look well, at it. That's uh, surprisingly optimistic yes. for you, Sal. Yeah, well, Boy, you think, should be yeah. a broadcaster in the waning moments as the team loses. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, this team's got nothing to, to hang their heads about. One, yes, they do, because they just went through five months of training camp and season and traveling and away from their family and everything else. I love the proclamation that this team has nothing to hang their heads about. Yeah, they do. They if if they aren't hanging their heads and they're not human beings. I'm just saying that the, the bigger the bigger the wins, the more they advance in a way, the sadder it is because they're jumping through tables in their living room and not in the parking lot where they should I be know, but friends. this is why it's better for the Bills. Like the 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 Bills have suffered. Their fans have suffered. They've gone to they went to four straight Super Bowls and lost them all. Imagine That's how that wild. would mess with your self esteem. Mm -hmm. Imagine how depressive you might become if you're a Browns fan. It's like yeah, we're out of it most years by mid October. They've already exceeded their wildest dreams. The Bills fans have some more meat left on that bone. But you're being overly optimistic about the Bills' future. You're sleeping oh, on really? the Dolphins. Here come the Jets. Bill Belichick hasn't oh, retired on. yet, so you don't know what that division's going to be. But that's fine. Sunny-eyed optimism in case the Bills lose, as <laughs> they're, they're probably be favorite to win that division. Here's what year, I here's what I take issue yeah. with. I get it. Mama Shar looks out for her, looks out for her kid QBs, and that's nice. Mm -hmm. But I don't understand <laughs> the collective coddling, pseudo coddling of quarterbacks who are younger, like. Why is everybody on like Josh Allen? He has to win games. Baker Mayfield has to win games. Where's that coming? That's not fair to Lamar Jackson. He's only been in the league for so long. Yes, you're on your rookie deals. You're the star of the team. You have to win games or else you will deal with the, the mounting stuff about like, ask Tony Romo. I, I would love to hear. I would really love Sal for to hear about uh, what your, what your guy Tony like. Mm. How about that what? starts to infect your brain when oh, all course. you hear about is like, I'm not this guy that. doesn't come through in the clutch and this guy's blowing it in big spots. That starts to mount. If you don't provide evidence to push back, like, hey, I won that big game on the road in the divisional round. You don't do that early in your Here's career. You start to deal thing, with it. Dave. We're saying the same thing. I'm not saying they don't have to win games. I'm saying if you're talking about Lamar Jackson before that first before the wild card game saying well you know he hasn't won a playoff game yet and in a way that makes it sound like he's been in the league for that long and then he wins one 
It's like, okay, it took him two years to win a playoff game. That doesn't seem like an absurd thing to No, me. not at all. Oh, no, I'm with you completely. I'm just saying that if Lamar Jackson had lost last week, if they had gotten, if he had thrown that interception as oh, he did, sure. down 10 nothing, yeah. and then all of a sudden it's off the rails and they get down 17 or 20 and whatever, there would be legitimate questions right now, just like in Pittsburgh right, is going on right now, like, Roethlisberger, he's got to go. What are they going to do? They got to tr- overhaul the whole thing. That was a twelve and four team. It's like we got to we got to wash off this Roethlisberger stink and start a whole new era. That would be happening in Baltimore right now. Like, what have we done? We've built this whole offense like this. We can't win games in in January yeah. playing this kind of ball. That would be what would be happening right now. That's it, that's what happens with wins and losses. And people act like what unfair to these young guys that's how it goes in response to Romo and I've I've as much asked him this exact question and he basically and this is really all you kind of need to know he basically said to me what do you want me to tell you it's really hard to get to the Super Bowl then he's right and I think that's why in the broadcasting booth he can't overemphasize how great the Aaron Rodgers of the world are the Tom Brady's and uh you know the Drew Brees to some extent and it's hard to get to the Super Bowl. Look at all these good quarterbacks left in the semifinal round. And to do it year after year or every other year, every third year is insane. Uh, Just to I say had that, that reaction watching the Bills last week where I was like, I think that the Broncos game where they had that, you know, the practice squad quarterback for made it. It is so hard to be a quarterback in the NFL. Like things move so quickly. You kind of have to be superhuman to be able to react that quickly and you and and think that many thoughts in the span of 0.2 seconds so when you you know even dragging someone like a darnold it, it it's it the level of competence is so there are so few people in the world who can do that let alone actually beat the other guys who can do that right. that it really is and i know it's our job to talk about it that way but it's still sometimes if you step back you're like the skill level here is really well as unfair as it was with denver and what they did and they made him sign a practice squad guy who played quarterback for a minute at wake forest uh i think we did see that charlotte right that's one mm-hmm. thing we could say like wow look how hard it is to be, be quarterback I mean, there are the there are the human it. exceptions that prove the rule and they're not withstanding but every once in a while joe flacco ends the season lifting a Lombardi trophy or Brad Johnson or someone like that. But those those are anomalous. Among the really good QBs, and they're only, you know, whatever, six to ten guys who really, really are driving the car and not just passengers along for the ride with the rest of their rosters. Those guys, people still get cavalier about like, this guy, Trevor Lawrence is going to get drafted. Like, this guy is going to win multiple Super Bowls in the league. And people keep anointing, like, Josh Allen is good enough to win multiple Super They only give out the one Lombardi. Ergo, showing up in the playoffs is everything. And Mina Kimes and I, Mina Kimes is much smarter than I oh, am. Oh, Mina she, Kimes and I, here we go. She argues all the time with me about oh, this, like, QB win stuff. This Q, <laughs> no, I mean, she's, uh, uh, she uh, pushes back at me all the time about this QB win stuff. Of course it matters if you win in the biggest spots. Of course that's what matters. You're making a lion's share of the salary cap. Of course, you better win in your rookie deal. What's remarkable is, amidst all these electric young QBs and everything else, these old men who can't move, Breeze and Brady, are in the divisional round again. How to explain that? It really is. Uh, well, in the back when- of our minds, I think we're like, well, we only have a couple years, and maybe Breeze, by the way, Breeze's birthday today, right? 42? Um 
couple few years left, the Breeze, Brady, Rodgers. You kind of, I know Mahomes is the uh, is the star of the show here, but in a way, you want to see one of those guys at least go up against him in the Super Bowl because or Rodgers, right? I mean, that's, right, right. I, I love that. Two. Like those Lombardis matter when you evaluate who's the best quarterback and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. that you've ever seen. Just get us, just get us one of those three on the NFC side versus Mahomes, and it's juicy. All right, let's get to Sunday. Browns and Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs favored by 10, 57. Charlotte on their extra points for extra pay parlay got the Browns at 11 and a half. That's sweet when you can cross that. I think that that's amazing. Line. I'm not to brag, but I feel great about that. Well, listen, 45, 30 late. That, that, could, that, that could be bad case scenario for the yeah. Browns and then yeah. they score and the Chiefs give up a, a touchdown there or it could be a fun game. Um, what I don't understand is Odell Beckham says or tweeted, don't be surprised if they win. Now, wait, wait, wait. He said, don't be surprised if they win. And I don't ODB know if, tweeted that. Don't be surprised if they if win. If they win. So if, if they is the Chiefs, like, what? okay, yeah, no, we won't be surprised. They're a double digit favorite. If why they is the Browns, that? why don't you say we? I get that you're not active for this. You're injured, but we have uh, Rachel Benetta wears brown socks, uh, Browns socks, and says we all the time. Why can't this- a player on the team? Say we. This is bizarre, and it's amazing though that it makes you this, think we've not heard from Odell um, all year long. This is the go. start of something juicy. This is great. This is I love this. This is Odell planting the seeds of mm-hmm. without me, the Browns can't do it. So, do you think he was talking about the Chiefs? I think he's I talking do. about his team. I think he's talking about the Chiefs. Why can't he freaking clarify? <laughs> this is a weird thing. I, or at the very least, I think he did it purposely to make people wonder if people think he's talking about the... Ch- I don't know. I think there's something a little bit like a little NBA-y going Why on Why would here. you say they, Dave? That's crazy. Well, I'll, I'll <laughs> tell you this. I'm very concerned because this, this counts as trash talking. And now mm-hmm. I fear that this is going to make the Chiefs try hard. You know, Odell is now <laughs> talking stuff pregame. We can't have that in our league. We can't have it. You see, the pregame trash talk's no good. Now we've learned the postgame trash talk is is untowards. I don't know what this all means. This is going to fire up the Kansas City Chiefs. That much I'm sure of. Mm. No, you're being sarcastic. I am being, ju- I'm being you, sarcastic. You and Juju single-handedly uh, or double-handedly as it is uh, ruin the Steelers' chances of uh, any Super Bowl. I do right think there. it's a funny thing that Odell is, is I don't know, going in 2020 of any point, he could rightly be called the biggest star in pro football. But, I mean, within the last 18 months, he certainly yeah. was the most recognizable athlete in pro football. I mean, he. I, I know people maybe stateside might debate that but there is un- uh, unquestionably Odell with his soccer and everything else and his world travels is the most recognizable star on the planet um among football guys or at least he was recently it's weird how he is just completely this out has of mind got to here. be kidding him it's got to be killing him right it is uh, and uh, where uh, does he go like it uh, given this run <laughs> do you say if you're the browns like oh yeah we doubt now we're really scary with Odell or it's like hey Odell uh remember when you thayed us in January, like yeah. they, they want you on some other on one of the other thirty-one teams. Don't they any? Don't they? They your teammates, right? I don't know the, the pronouns. It's tough, but yeah, Odell. All he could always say, "Hey, I've been on crappy teams, right? The Giants. I've been on the Browns. I can't get a break. I need more help. No one in my situation would be able to pull this team to a winning record. And now the Browns are in the second round. 
You know what it really what it really does prove is a recurring point that uh, I like to make is I know it's fun to have a a great wide receiver and there are some games over the course of a regular season that that wide receiver, really high end guy, Julio Jones, New Hopkins, otherwise steals a game for you or maybe three over the course of a season. But it is not an essential piece to have for a Super Bowl. Uh, champ. I, I, people hmm. like to say, oh, we got to get that guy and who's he throw? Like, it matters, but you do not need, there's no evidence in the 21st century that you have to have one of these high end, clear cut, dominant wide receivers to get yeah. and win a Super Bowl. They, or go through, running go back, really. The, or running right. back. I mean, it, it, it's, it's weird. I don't know what you need. I guess you do need pass it. rusher, yeah. good offensive line. QB, who is a high-end top 10 guy. These are close to the essential items. Somebody who can turn over the other team like the Honey Badger or otherwise. Those are more important, believe it or not. I mean, the numbers will bear, or the the teams will bear it out. Go through them. How many Super Bowls is Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, Nuke Hopkins, Michael Thomas, whoever else you want to throw out there? How many Super Bowls have they won? And yet you do have to have a good quarterback throwing to somebody. So it doesn't, it's it's, it's weird how it happens. All right, Buck Saints. uh, I put this on my extra points for extra pay parlay, our extra points for extra pay parlay. The line, the actual line is three. They gave me four and a half. Thank you, FanDuel. The over under is 52. I really do think this would be a huge, huge embarrassment for Tampa if they go out there and get crushed by the Saints. I worry, though, with my pick. About the outlet pass to Kamara, I think he's 15 for 17 in targets in the mm-hmm. two games they played. They don't seem to have an answer to that defensively. On the other hand, Tom Brady, I don't remember him being this in sync with the receiving core or pass catching core. He throws to the same six guys and they all seem to be open. And, you know, my big thing is the Washington front four, Maroon four, gave him a little hell. They sacked him three times. They pressured him. Still came out with, uh, you know, in the mid-20s. I think the mid-20s is where this game is going to end for the Saints and Tampa. Also, when when Brady and Breeze were born in the mid-20s. That's right. That is back in the <laughs> mid-20s. By the way, so but here's the thing. They're texting each other all week. Yeah, I don't we, like that. W- tell me I about this. It. I saw you put that in the in the rundown of the show, and I didn't Google it because I wanted you oh, thank to you. tell me the story. Thank you for this opportunity. <laughs> okay. Here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set you up. No, they're texting. A Breeze uh, pointed out yesterday or the day before they've been texting all week. He didn't say what they were texting, but maybe the end of uh, the Bridgerton finale. I, I don't know what right. the hell they're texting about. By the way, the other thing is, didn't Tom Brady uh, toss his phone in the trash when he got busted for Deflategate? I didn't know yeah. he got a new cell phone. This should be bigger news. But no, honestly, <laughs> I don't like them texting. I don't like it before the game. Um it's, okay, so you know how ridiculous. I normally take the like you guys are babies about wanting guys to hate each other yeah, yeah, and not talk. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you in this case. I think Good. that admitting that you are texting the other team's quarterback is absolutely insane. I think that is. What are you doing? Telling them, telling them your game plan. What are you just saying? Night, like, good luck. Can't wait to see it. Like that to me, it's like okay, you can text other times during the week, but I mean, only and maybe only if it's Brady and Breeze. Though, if other guys did it, I'd probably be like, that's fine. Really. I mean, I, I don't think that it's going to disrupt. I figure they're going to go out there and give it 100%, right? That's the cliche, whether they're texting or not. Oh, yeah. Just I, I don't think it's going to like it. the play. I, I, I just think it's weird. Yeah, and I imagine most of the coaching staff doesn't like They won't uh, say as much, but they, Unless they can't Unless they're love playing this. mind games. Is that what they're doing? 
It oh, could man. be it could be that they're really trying to get in each other's heads in subtle passive aggressive ways, which I think is my, kind of interesting. Hey, well, Drew, my arms really have to sore. See the text themselves, I guess. I hope my they're not texting too... during the game, right? Can they can they uh, put the phones down during the game at least? I don't know what's too much to ask anymore. What were you saying, Dave? I uh, yeah, like yeah, maybe it's a head game. Like, uh, hey, Drew, bad news for me. My arm is sore, and I don't think I'm going to be able to throw any deep balls this uh, <laughs> this weekend. So just be on the lookout for that. Yeah, it's gross. And you know, we got to get Sal, your beloved WWE. Maybe you should blow in a call to your pal. Uh, Gortz or one of those guys mm. who helps uh, create these narratives for pro wrestling. We need to inject some of that. This is not good. Come on, Kamish Goodell. Step in here. Silence says the worst part of it is, is that the sheep fans out there kind of go like, I like that respect. Like, what do you care? Gary from, uh, from uh, Altoona PA about the respect. They oh, have that for each other. They the should, worst. they should yeah. hate Gary. each other. I only want, expressions of hatred and despisal and all this hand wringing about chase claypool said that the browns were mean yeah i i love that if you're a browns fan to be like ha ha the steelers are crying i love from the Steelers side that like establishing the browns are jerks this is all good what isn't good is hey respect respect uh, screw that i don't Honestly, like it either anytime i go to altoona i never tell gary i'm in town really that's smart <laughs> that's why it's kind of crap <laughs> See, yeah, Gary, just, you did this to yourself, Gary. This isn't time. working for you, Gary. Listen, text <laughs> after the game. Go to Cabo together. I don't care. Gary, have, get over right. yourself. Man. Have sleepovers, Tampa, Breeze, whatever you want to do. Ooh. Not before the game. Not be, Don't do it. Iron Sheik and Hacksaw Jim Duggan didn't want to get arrested in a car late at night, burning tree and drinking booze together. They just happened. Uh, Johnny Law happened upon them, and it was right. to the disgrace of WWE. They didn't announce that they were going out, uh, um, you know, smoking pinners, uh, driving around the driving around <laughs> in their car under the cloak of night. It just happened to them. This is this is announcing that that's what's happening. Shame the yeah. devil. Yeah, shame the devil. Shame you, Gary from Altoona. How dare you? Gary, All right. And you, God. Drew Brees. No more uh, texting. Uh, I'll say this, though. Let yeah. me just say one thing quickly. Doesn't yeah. it feel like on a human level, of course, professional athletes are, you know, chicken or the egg because they are imbued with superhuman physical traits. They then have great confidence or they have great confidence and that's what takes them to the professional ranks. Either way, it feels like a big spot for a normal human being to say, I'm going to retire as soon as I lose. That's a lot of pressure on Drew Brees, isn't it? Yeah, sure. Like, if he loses this game, it's over. Doesn't it feel like when you're in the huddle in the fourth quarter in a four-point game, like, oh, my God, this could be my last drive. Do you want that banging around your head along with, like, we also need to drive down the field here and score? I feel like, though, on some level, maybe, you know, saying it, I feel like you'd know it no matter what, right, on some level. It's like you... Yeah, you especially if you, have you a, could try a, to lie to yourself, but it's like Drew Brees is probably he's done. If you have a commitment to be a broadcaster next year, I guess it's I guess you would know. <laughs> is he with, is he NBC? I don't is know. I show? mean, that's the thing. It's uh, we've heard rumblings about this, but um, is that not official? We don't know for sure. Is oh. it? I guess when he retires, is is it's official that he has a job when he retires? So the 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 when is a. Uh, the big question, but yeah, Dave, to bring it back to wrestling, it's like a loser leaves town match. A lot of, lot of pressure, a lot of pressure on the competitors here. Um, hey, no pressure for FanDuel betters. Do it. Same game parlay bet 
only available on FanDuel Sportsbook. Same Game Parley lets you combine multiple bets from a single game for an even bigger win during the divisional playoff round. You can combine the money line, the over-under, player props, all in one. And best of all, FanDuel is letting you protect your parlay. I mean, this is craziness. Right now, you could place a three or more same game parlay and get up to $25 back if you fall one leg short with the same game parlay insurance. What about this, Dave Charlotte? This is a participation trophy. You don't even have to win your parlay anymore. You can go three out of four and they'll still give you your money back. I don't know. Does this send As someone the right who message? got a lot of participation trophies, I'm all for it. You're all for it. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm of the soft millennial generation where everybody got a medal. You got Charlotte's vote, FanDuel. Playoffs, perfect time to give a same game parlay a shot. One of the many ways to win on FanDuel. Easy to use, easy to register, easy to deposit, easy to find your bet. And they have odds boosts, specials every day, some super boosts. Each weekend, live betting. I don't know what more to say about it other than just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, sign up to get started, use our promo code extra points at sign up. That's promo code extra points. If you are a current customer, then you're all set. Go check out same game parlays only available on FanDuel Sportsbook. Couple coaching moves overnight. Urban Meyer, <clears throat> actually, middle of the day yesterday, named the head coach of Jacksonville. He was an FS1. Uh, Co-worker, I used to sit next to him. Now, I don't know that we'll be doing this anymore, Charlotte, but we used to get makeup next to each other. Um, well, never and, uh, say never. You know how you could have a boys night. Yeah, I mean, they, these guys have in their trailers and their riders, like, uh, I know, hey, I'm going to be coaching Jacksonville, but maybe he says once a week, I want to hit the FS1 studios and get makeup next to Cousin Sal. Not necessary, but they feel like he's in a good position to ask for something like that. Does this put more pressure on him and the Jaguars to draft Justin Fields, who he coached at Ohio State, or is Trevor Ooh. Lawrence still the No, he didn't one? coach him at Ohio State, I don't think, did he? Oh, right, no, no, but he, he, he big, big But he's Justin still an Fields Ohio guy. State guy. Yes, right, big Ohio State guy, was lurking in the stands, choosing between Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence is going to be I didn't think about that, huh? Nah, I don't know what you do. He's not going to take Justin Fields. It, it, it's not like that was his his guy anyway. I'm sure he had a hand in getting Justin Fields big to Justin Ohio Fields State. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he, but it's not like they had a direct overlap um, uh, there in Columbus. So I don't think that's as big a story as people are trying to make it. Um, so, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's Trevor Lawrence and that's that. Trevor Lawrence. All right. Number one, Jacksonville. Um, there, uh, our buddy, uh, Ross Tucker said, now this is r- really thinking down the road. If Urban Meyer wins the Super Bowl with Jacksonville, is he the greatest coach of all time? Um, Whoa. Wow. That's saying a lot. What? Sorry. Sorry, Belichick. All your Come accomplishments on. are kicked Come on, curb. man. Because Urban no. Meyer came in with the number one pick, who's the quarterback of the next generation. Like, Ross, does, Ross, you said that? What? Ross is starting trouble. But it's a well, big it's all, if anyway. Ross, you trying to grind my gears, man? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not Bill Belichick now. That's been, we've we've proven that now. Oh, Tom one Brady. season without your best players doesn't mean you're not the what? He's not. No. <laughs> I mean, he's not. I mean, Bill Belichick will have to have a huge third act, or not a huge third act, but he's going to have to do something. Oh no! That no, evidences his garbage. greatness without that's Tom garbage. Brady. Well, why it's not? Did, gar- did, I mean, it, did it, Bill Walsh have to do it without Montana? <clears throat> um, that's an interesting comparison Thank there. You. Um. <laughs> 
I don't know. There, there, there are those who would. There, though, we we never got the evidence. I guess we kind of did see Joe Montana on a different team, but um, we never were provided the evidence of what Bill Walsh's Niners look like with a different right. QB. We've now seen Tom Brady leave there, go and succeed, and Bill Belichick fall on his face in the one year, and. But- the cheating scandals are not a small matter. They are the people, should we asterisk this season or that? Whether we put a formal asterisk on these things, society, the collective uh, judgment is that they, those titles are asterisk, at least the early ones are, and and that's that. I want to ask you, though, Sal, about mm. Urban Meyer. It's fascinating. Everybody who he touches, figuratively, yeah, um, gets cold. Seems to seems to love this guy. Right. People oh, like sorry. talk about like this is the greatest leader I've ever been around, yourself included. But I, all the right, all the songs being sung in the last twenty four hours by his FS one coworkers right. and everything. Like everybody's like, man, this guy is magic to be around. What what is it with Urban Meyer? I've never met him. I will say once in a while he would in the makeup chair look up from his phone and nod to me. So that's that's the that's the I've only, met, I've, the I've only, spent time with Urban Meyer. It's the only magic I experience. No, it seems like a a, a nice enough fellow. So I don't know. He uh, he has said the number one overall pick will be one of the most important decisions he makes in his lifetime. <clears throat> so he really. I, does, I, 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 guess I hung so. out with Urban Meyer at. Uh, I said spend you guys some got time makeup? at a, and no no at an SI uh, Super Bowl party a few mm-hmm. years ago. And, and he had what his was own he phone like? Number, he had his own phone number written on the back of his cell phone. Oh, really? Strange. Yeah. He was like, I can't remember my phone number. Maybe that's why he was looking down and his said, but barely said hi to me. But no, no, nice enough. I, I get it. Rob Stone, I, I enjoy very much. And it's like, wow, this is what a tremendous Matt Leinert, all these guys. Uh, tremendous honor to uh, spend even this one season with uh, Coach Meyer. Um, so they history's against them though. That, that there's uh, Michael David Smith uh, had a good tweet about that. I'm surprised it's such a small group of guys who have no experience in the NFL coaching or playing mm-hmm. who then go on to be head coaches. And um, only Jimmy Johnson, your pal Sal, mm. um, succeeded. There may be eight or ten other names of guys who have done who have tried to make that jump and right. fell on their faces. So history is against Herb. That's for sure. Well, there's definitely a little coaching carousel here, and this is, you know, it's to be expected. I feel bad, Charlotte. Robert Sala took the Jets head coach job from you. I mean, you had said Wednesday, that's the job you would have wanted, and now uh, it's not up for grabs. I'm sorry. The um, Detroit yeah. Lions, you had the interview. It didn't go so well. I guess there's a different standard with the Jets. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Just got I you, mean, your Zoom works. You seem to have a nice connection. <laughs> just, just try to help us out. Anything, anything's <clears throat> going to be better for the Jets. So they're just, they're just like, yeah, let's make. No, I don't think it's. A, I think it's a good hire. I think. Sure. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't really have much to say about it. We'll see how. Well, this he one stole goes. your job. You're, you're crestfallen. I get it. You can't move. The That's family true. To That's left. true. I do think I would have done a great job coaching the Jets. Yeah. I do. Dave, Arnold, what we would have had a real connection. He's a young quarterback, and I could have really. You know, helped him become a man. So. Robert Sala. You know, they get DJ, they get Mosley back. C.J. Mosley Nick. People forget that was uh, I stupidly had the Jets to win the division when we had to when we had nothing to do but do these digital hits on uh, on online. And it's me. It was uh, Rachel Clay Travis and Todd Furman. And in April, like, who's going to win the AFC East? I think I was saying the Jets. And that was before they traded their best two of their three best players uh, were gone. 
CJ Mosley opts out and Adams is traded. Um, so, but anyway, it could be not an awful team. Yes, an awful team he's going to, but there are pieces in place for him. Yeah. No? I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I don't know. He did do, obviously, some great work with second-tier players um, mm-hmm. down the stretch <clears throat> with that Niners defense, you know, some, right. some key figures out there. So that gives you some confidence. I'm always very skeptical of guys who are loaded with talent. You know, Sala was getting a lot of buzz a year ago because that Niners D was so great. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, I mean, how bad could it be with the pieces they have in there? I don't know, man. In 20, I advocate, I, I think I just did it uh, on our most recent show before this, that I kind of like the idea of a, a guy who really knows how to scheme defenses against all these dynamite offenses in pro football and then bring in an innovative OC to work with your good young QB, and that's maybe the right formula. Well, look at Bill Belichick. One that's well, that's now so many years like that. Yeah, that's the whole AFC East now. They're yeah, all right then. now. They're yeah. right. They're all AFC. They're, they're now all defensive head coaches in the AFC. I don't know what's right. I mean, like Kyle Shanahan. It. I get now. Now what the next thing is? Great, good hire. You better get some great OC though to work with uh, Sam Darnold or. Justin Fields or however that one lands. Um, well, you know yeah, what I fit- heard about him that uh, I heard this many times and it uh, always makes me laugh. He's a leader among men. <laughs> That's right. And also he men. also he lifts this. This continues the trend of lifting uh, head coaches now, like really jacked up. Mike Vrabel, oh, really? Sean yeah. McVay, Robert Sala. I mean, really some. I thought uh, that was just does Robert Sala do planks on the sidelines, though. <laughs> he might. That's the Vrabel standard. He might have to do it just to take his mind off of what's on the field there. (laughs) They say endorphins make you happy, and I feel like if you're coaching the Jets, that's the only way you're going to feel joy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hire Greg Williams back, too, to help out. Um, (laughs) NBA, as we went off off mic Wednesday, James Harden got his wish. He was traded to (laughs) the Nets. I don't know what your take is. Mine is that the NBA is dumb. The Nets... uh, the poor Rockets are now 120 to one to win the NBA title. The Nets are plus 320. Uh, we don't know what. And then there's the whole thing about Kyrie Irving. He he has said, or we've heard that he may not finish the year with the Nets, which is interesting because Durant would have got come to Brooklyn if not for Kyrie being there, getting the okay there, and now he's here. But he gets James Harden by accident. I don't know what to think. This is craziness. This doesn't happen in any other sport or any other job or anything. But if you complain and gain 30 pounds, eventually you'll find yourself in a better situation. The Rockets didn't want to deal with him. It was impossible to deal. He he oh, said that, that his own team sucked. You know, right. I'm worried that I still worry that something's going on with Kyrie, that he's having like a real come apart. Um, but I do think that now. I thought the Nets would make it to the finals, and now I I don't I don't see really? how this is, I don't really see how this is all going to work. I mean, it could there there you know you've got three superstars, assuming that Kyrie comes back, but I could also see it just absolutely imploding because so far two of these guys have have uh, really made trouble for their own teams. So sure, yeah, and and uh, you know what it is with me, I think it's. 
It bums me out more when it happens in the middle of the season. If Harden did this in the offseason, granted, the offseason was like uh, four days this year. Right. But, but if he did it in the offseason, I would have been like, all right, that sucks. But at least they didn't start things. I, I don't know. It just seemed crazy to, to quit on it that early. It, same kind of thing with Jalen Hurts pulling him mid-game. Like, ah, if the Eagles had said they're going to lose, tank this game going in, I would have been all right. But uh, James Harden doing this. And now Joel Solomon has a list, uh, Dave, of all these restaurant reviews. His restaurant in Houston is uh, getting trashed by people online. Joel, what is this? This is um, Google. This is Yelp or this is Google. What is this? This is uh, he James Harden's restaurant 13. It, it hasn't opened yet. That's really the key. It's here. never opened or it's closed he because of the started pandemic. a restaurant in Houston. It, first of all, what? And then it's going to be. It will be open January twenty second, but right. the review the reviews are already in. So, uh, I literally have done everything that I can. I mean, this situation is crazy. It's something that I don't think can be fixed. One star. Uh, <laughs> the owner abandoned his restaurant just like his team. One star. Mm. Uh, the owner kept coming to my table and blaming it on the chef. We even got a new chef in the middle of our dinner. Then he got rid of him before dessert. One star. Mm. Uh, this one isn't terrible. It started strong, but really disappointing ending to the meal. One star. <laughs> well, I, I get a kick out of this. Yeah. But My soup know. has some beard in it. <laughs> right. Exactly. One star. Nobody everybody even. should. Everybody should go. Everybody within the sound of our voices should go there and uh, add some stars to or add some reviews to that so we can read them. It's in also a episodes. pandemic. Yeah. yeah, that's a good idea. Go to uh, go to was it Google? What? What? It's a pandemic. It's a, a Google profile and you'll know it's uh, the right page because there's a picture of a burning toilet. Okay. The, uh, well, give give some uh, <laughs> good give some good reviews for extra points podcast on the James yes. Harden restaurant review. Yes, page. do and then, it. Uh, we could That's read a good idea. A couple of those, and <laughs> that'll be fun. Uh, we get a kick out of this, but does James Harden give a shit if this restaurant goes under? Honestly, <laughs> well, I can't right. wait for him to try to open one in Brooklyn. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the Charlotte's right. He knows Charlotte's good food. right. That's a good review right there from Charlotte. Yeah, and 13, call it 19, COVID-19. That's yeah, a, yeah. Who opens a restaurant and then abandons town and disgraces the team? Like, I don't think that restaurant has great prospects. Also, right. what, what are they going to do? Take out? I mean, I guess it's Texas, so everybody goes out to dinner anyway, but like, come on. Man, the food, the food better be really, really good for it to succeed. Yeah, Imagine like a- hate eating there. Man, I hate James Harden, but, <laughs> but man, this pork chop is delicious. But this cachoe pepe is incredible. <laughs> Dave, if Baker opened the restaurant in Pittsburgh, it wouldn't do very well. You know what? I'm not ready to laugh yet. There's some <laughs> okay, things that I'm aren't sorry. funny. Some laugh. things that aren't that aren't funny. If it was a if it was a baked good shop in right. Pittsburgh, right outside of Heinz Field. Yeah. I don't I, I'm not you know what I, I can't I can't I can get only about 30 percent of the way to forming a joke in my brain. <laughs> I got you. I'm sorry. Feelings That's are too. A, I could take it. I could take it the rest of the way if you want. Or... <laughs> Go ahead. Please do. By all means. No, 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 no. Charlotte, same kind on. of thing. If, uh, you know, if Tom Brady opened the cafe in Bubble Rock at this point, Tom Brady already has TB12. That's true. You know, you all over the anything. place. And, P- and Boston, people people are people are more into Tom Brady in Boston still than I am. So. Unbelievable. It's too busy texting Drew Brees to think about a restaurant. Put right your now. phone down, Tom. Like, a don't be such a millennial. Oh, that reminds down. me, Tom, I wanted to announce to you guys, because this mm-hmm. is important. Can I don't know if you can uh, play um, the uniformant 
um, music, not to oh, be no vain, way. but but I do mm-hmm. have I do have an, an announcement to make about what we don't want to have happen what is in it? in this upcoming Super Bowl. It is Dave Damashek, the uniformant. Dave Damashek, the uniformant. Dave Damashek, the uniformant. Dave Damashek, the uniformant. Based on uniform, the worst Super Bowl. It would be great from the narrative side, but um, in terms of uniform matchup, the Bucks, who would have home field jerseys because mm-hmm. it's the NFC's turn, if they wore their red with their pewter pants against the Chiefs in their red pants, hideous. The one, one of one of that's the, the worst three, one. One of the three ugliest Super Bowls in the history of the big. You game. should do this at least as a poll or something and put odds on each one, like the for best and worst. And um, yeah, I'm gonna do. Maybe I'm gonna do it on. It on uh, okay, I'll do it on. Um, I'll do it on the, the Yelp review for James Harden's restaurant. There you go. Dave's got Yelp reviews. He's got minus three. He's at Damashek. What else can you tell us about yourself? That's it. It's a great episode with Eric Wood of the Buffalo Bills breaking down that game. And we do deep dives on all four, of course, because there are only four left this weekend. Mm. And then who knows? Um, but uh, but do check that one out. Also, Eddie Spaghetti and Michael debut our new little hockey corner. We need a name for that. Hockey corner. I love it. Yeah, we got a we got a, a nice little hockey corner with uh, with our Islanders and Rangers uh, friends now, there. On Michael took three. round one as the Islanders obliterated. I didn't even see the final of that score, but it was four nothing. Uh, four nothing is where it finished into the third. Oh boy! I mean, at all time they're already calling it because the division uh, only plays within the division, which I love the that uh, philosophically. That's so fun for a season of hockey. Um, but they're calling them divisions of death already, much like mm-hmm. the World Cup and. Boy, oh boy, that one, whatever dumb mass mutual or whatever uh, sponsorship it has. I mean, it is going to be 56 games head to head. Every game is a two game swing, of course, because you lose. You've right. just given up two points to your rivals. It's going to be and so many good teams in that uh, in that division. Fun, well, minus fun three to get into services, it. the uh, the Northeast and the East Coast and all good sports going on there. And uh, that's Davis the division that we're time. looking at. So, right. To put Eddie Spaghetti and Mike, what are we calling it, Jim Cunningham? You like spaghetti and meatballs? That's what you want to call yeah, it? Yeah, Mikey Meatballs. Eddie Spaghetti and Mikey Meatballs. Spaghetti and Meatballs. Maybe it's the SNM. The SNM special? I don't know. We're getting too gross. I'm into there. it. Spaghetti. Drop us a line. Hashtag it. Yeah. Yeah. All, All right. right. Minus and three. Let us know. At minus three pod. Let us know what the the little hockey corner should be called. Spaghetti. That was before the show. I can't even remember. Spaghetti was saying before the show that the Rangers are Eddie. definitely winning a cup in the next three years, but no, definitely he said, not this no, year. No, guaranteed. Guaranteed, oh, Sal. Guaranteed. He guaranteed a cup. Within three, years? three years? Yeah. I'm I'm confident enough that I'm going to count this year as part of the three years because it's a building year. They're okay. going to get a lot better. Yesterday was miserable. I already have friends calling for David Quinn, the head coach's head. It's, it's game one of a COVID <laughs> offseason. It's like, you got to relax. <laughs> but uh, yeah, fig- me figuring out how to, how to stream this game, getting on there, and just to see goal after goal after goal. But again, I told Michael, <clears throat> the Rangers are going to lose this game. I like the Islanders this season. They're the better team. Um, and they were going to win that game last night. Michael, he told you that? I mean, what's the point of this segment if, uh, if Eddie's already given up on this year, year one of the three? Well, we got we got seven more to go, so we gotta we gotta see how it goes from there. Yeah, pace yourselves. All right, Charlotte, uh, you're at the Wilder Things, People's Podcast. So much shit yep. going on. Just a bunch of all the content. Um, 
at the Wilder Things, the People Sports Podcast. <laughs> Please listen to it. Um, I went down a really embarrassing Nick Saban's daughter's wedding rabbit hole on the internet. You can hear about. Oh, nice. Um, I have a, a a video, a you know, one of those recap things I do coming out that should really upset Pat's fans. So that should be fun. Good. good. Um, and yeah, just uh, you know, stick around for. For the content. There you go. You said you got it out. I knew you would. Uh, why is it so hard for me? The plugging part, I'm like, Ugh. I got this whole thing with the reminder and a remember thing in about 10 seconds. I got it hey, that I'm really freaking out about. Yeah. I got one. Yeah. Buy Sal's book. Yeah, buy my Ooh. book. Thank you very much. You can't lose them all. Available uh, for pre-order. It comes out January 26th. Amazon.com uh, or barnesandnoble.com. And more importantly... I probably shouldn't say more importantly, but don't forget to get in on our extra points for extra pay. Parlay Fandle is boosting this to plus 470. It's the Ravens plus three and a half. It's the Bucks plus four and a half and the Browns plus 11. Do it. Fanduel.com slash extra points. And a reminder to everyone out there, you may feel like underdogs, but please remember you're all our favorites. See you Monday.